What's up, everybody? Chris Dover here, founder of Pollinate Trading, pollinatetrading.com slash lab to figure out what we're doing in the markets from deep out of the money calls to getting everybody funded in prop and definitely going down that crypto rabbit hole. Today, I'm joined with crypto Derek Zoolander, uh, a fellow member of the lab, Aaron, uh, and probably one of the most involved crypto guys uh, around. Um, we have good chat about kind of everything that's going on with uh, DeFi and NFTs. He just did an article or just a post for our site, uh, How to DeFi. Uh, and honestly, if you're not really in the crypto mood yet, it gets it takes you from, hey, this is how you get into crypto to this is how you can start staking and generating big returns. Uh, it's a great episode. Uh, give him a follow at Crypto Derek Z. And definitely, if you're not already signed up for the uh, email list, go to pollinatetraining.com slash subscribe and get that free weekly email. We're going to do the we're going to be doing a uh, crypto email too coming out. And that those are big things. All right. Thanks, everybody. Enjoy this episode. What's up, everybody? Chris over here. Hey, trader. And I guess founder. Yeah, I always forget that. Uh, founder proprietor of Pollinate Trading. Uh, and I am the uh, techno. What did, what did, I'm, I'm going to take Elon's title. What was that title he took today? Chief Techno King. Chief Techno King of Pollinate Trading. Self, self, uh, identified. Um, and, uh, today I'm with, uh, one of our, our resident crypto expert, Aaron Rennell, who actually is being doxxed at this very moment as crypto Derek Zoolander. Uh, this is, this is crypto Derek and the hair is the same, looks the same. They're worried about ants and not getting proper study facilities, things like that. Um, so Aaron put together a wonderful DeFi report for us, kind of a like, hey, you want to get into crypto? Let's start here. Get you a wallet. Now you want to get into some of those other names? Do this. And guess what? If you want to get into DeFi, here's how you do that. So great. Um, he We put it up on the website. Uh, it's pollinatetrading.com slash how to DeFi. There's a dash between each one, I believe. Um, and you can see his work and catch him at uh, Crypto Derek Zoolander on Twitter. Aaron, what's up? What's up, man? How are you doing? Uh, seems like we've uh, we're it's it's not a bullish morning in crypto, but you know it's a great time to talk. Regardless, um, probably a good time to you know give people some thoughts on the current state of the markets. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, let, let's, let's start it off this weekend. We made 62,000 on the Bitcoins, um, and have since given, uh, all that back, uh, started our weekend off strong and, and gave it all the way back today. We're down to about 56. So 6,000 points off the high, which is only 5%. It's not that big of a deal. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm worried. I don't think you're worried. I think it's more of, um, at this point, you know, we, we've had such a crazy run up, uh, into February. There's a lot of sectors going, going crazy. Obviously Bitcoin started it off, um, you know, a few months ago, uh, that led to some pretty crazy alt rallies. Um, and also, uh, some NFT stuff happening right now. 
but um you know i know a lot of i i've been getting hit up more by newer market entrants and i i was just you know wondering if is there any advice you would give to you know newer newer people getting in right now that are maybe a little nervous um by the current market action uh yeah well <laughs> uh, if you know anytime you're buying uh the actual top um i mean we are at the the most recent top you know whether this lasts a, a week a month three or four years or five more minutes um I, I think one of the best ways to, if, if you're just wanting to get exposure, you got to get Bitcoin and you just, you know, put a little bit in there and, and probably uh, if, if you're not into crypto, I guess that would be my, if you're not already in, um, just get exposure to Bitcoin, get comfortable with it. The UX is always a challenge in crypto, but Coinbase has proven that that was a, a major, uh, hurdle for uh for people to get into crypto and they've done a really good job with it they're proud of their work so they charge a good fee but uh as far as um the safest exchange you could probably deal with uh they're they're you know gemini kraken are probably the top three at least in the united states um if you're international it's a little bit different and then i i say get your you know get get a little bit in there um expect it to go you know, take a retest down to 20,000 sometime in the next, I don't know, week, month, year, never. Um, and then try to dollar cost average as you learn a little bit more about it. That's pretty much the general explanation, I say. Um, yeah, I think, that's really, I think that's really good advice. I mean, most people, uh, you know, ask me and they, they really have zero crypto knowledge and maybe they have some knowledge in the stock market. Um, but as we both know, the markets are very different. Um, as you remind us all the time, you know, there's different incentives for both markets. Um, and it's really important that you identify between the two um, before you just start putting money in. Um, you know, we, we talk about stocks a lot, but I feel like crypto, um, you know, Bitcoin is more of a macro kind of play. Um, and you know, all, that's why a lot of bigger investors have gotten in there. They understand those incentives, but the rest of it is almost just like a venture bet, uh, at the end of the day. Um, and you know, it, you can tell as soon as you get in, there's just so much, uh, the, the, the hopium, I guess is the best term <laughs> in a lot of the projects. And it's like, just so important that you kind of keep an even keel, uh, on your expectations and, you know, you kind of um, look, I've been kind of going in between looking at these decentralized options and then trying to find a centralized option that is maybe better and kind of like compare between the two and just really keep myself in check because it's so easy to get like really high hopes like, oh, it's going to change the world. It's a revolution, um, which, you know, a lot of it could, it could do this. It, it it's, it's definitely looking more bullish now um, for obviously Bitcoin, Ethereum has, come a long way um and we have many others to obviously talk about but um to get back to that point yeah i just kind of tell my friends download coinbase uh literally just look at the coins on there research them and just pick one you like because you know i remember back when i started uh that's what i did i just researched and i picked one i knew nothing about trading i just i picked xlm back in the day i was like 
oh, it's a really cool payment coin, like it's fast. And at the time that narrative was pretty prevalent, the the speed of payments at, at this point, it, it's not even a great narrative to bet on. Like everything is fast. Um, you know, Venmo is has instant transfer now. And that's, you know, I'd rather use Venmo than XLM to send payments personally. Um, but yeah, that's something I've just been telling people to do, just keep it easy. Um, but they honestly, it's really funny. A lot of people don't really want to take that advice. They want to just dive straight in and it's all good. <laughs> we, I mean, we do need people. We do need people to, to sell to, um, <laughs> no, there's, uh, I, I would absolutely agree with that. Like, you know, if you, if you can't get your head around Bitcoin, don't jump straight into Ave or, you know, like then you got food. Like there's literally, there's food coins that are multi-billion dollar projects. One's good, you know, one's bad. For example, pancake today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sushi is good. Sushi used to be really bad. Um, actually, has a great story. I won't get into that right this second, but um, just to touch on pancake, like, wow. Uh, just, yeah. just really bad mistake there. And, you know, for anybody listening out there, uh, you know, pancakes run by Binance. Uh, you need to be really careful with Binance. I mean, it's a good product. Don't get me wrong, like the website, but like that carelessness, like that's their product. And it basically revealed people's private keys, um, you know, on their website. So that allows someone to just hack into your wallet, steal all your money. And that's something you don't want at all. Um, <laughs> You know, you explained just... that one perfectly. You don't want to lose your money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like you could go, I could go really like deep into those concepts, but it's not really worth it. I mean, you just don't want, like, it's the concept of like uh, a public key is like an email address, I guess, like more analogous to like a, okay, you can see someone's username or email, but you can't see their password. Uh, so, or read their emails. Yeah. Or read their emails, you know, get in there and everything. So, you know, it's a little bit tenuous right now. There was that hack. There was also um, another hack over the weekend. Um, I don't know if you've heard about these or not, but there are these things called social tokens that are, it's, it's literally in its infancy, but it's the idea of like, let's say you're like, I want to make a Chris coin, right? Just this is, you can invest in me. You could set up different incentives for the Chris coin. Like, I mean, it's almost like Patreon, but like less money taken out of your pocket. I mean, you get all the money. Um, so I think it's a really cool concept, but they got hacked because of carelessness over the weekend. And I mean, I started looking into some of these social coins because it seems like a good idea. Um, but I mean, the hack is, it was really careless. They also had a similar thing where they, somebody was able to grab their private keys and just dump a bunch of coins. It was hilarious. Like you could have looked at any of these coins. One of them went to zero. So if you were an opportunist, you could have I wasn't awake, unfortunately, but <laughs> literally went to zero back up to $4 in a day. So, I mean, yeah. there are those kind of opportunities all the time if you um, don't like sleep. And yeah, and uh, you know, crypto is 24 seven. So there's no weekends off and the weekends tend to be prime time for, for tomfoolery shenanigans. Um, but, you know, for... I'll, let's wrap it up real quick on the idea of like, if you're just getting into it, pretty much if you can get the, if, if it's listed on Gemini, uh, Kraken or Coinbase, you're probably going to have, they're going to have a level of code review. They're going to have a level, level of 
trust that they're basically signing off that, you know, you can outsource a little bit of your trust to them if, if you're to start looking as opposed to just, uh, you know, pulling up coin market cap and finding, you know, whichever one's trading at 0. 0.0003 uh, and then just, you know, aping into those, um, you know, it, now if you not to say that's not a great strategy, if you're in the game and, you know, you are technically, uh, well, uh, you don't even have to, like, if, if you if you just want to go down that rabbit hole and, and you're into it, that's cool too. Like, you have total access. The thing about it, crypto is a meritocracy. Anybody can have access to it. Uh, you, you know, you just have to be smart enough to figure out how to get access to it. And that's, you know, it, does, it doesn't matter. You need an internet connection, mostly. Uh, and you need a way to get access to it. And, you know, there's ways to actually not even enter a, a dollar into the system and be able to start making a repeso or whatever and start, you know, collecting cryptocurrency for work, you know, the proof of work idea um, for you could watch a video on a project on Coinbase, for example, and you'll be rewarded with cryptocurrency. So there's actually ways that you wouldn't even need to, other than just opening, you know, getting a wallet, getting access to a wallet and these places um, you know, there, there's some places out there that you'll get paid, uh, to watch commercials, um, or, you know, there's just so many different ways to actually get access to the market without even money. Um, so <laughs> you can go down those rabbit holes left and right. Uh, but if you are listening to this episode, you're probably interested in going further down the rabbit hole and getting into DeFi. I did an episode with Carter Thomas a few weeks back, um, and <laughs> my first episode with Carter was uh, before the summertime, and he was just saying, DeFi is where it's at, and I was like, mm -hmm, okay, and then we went from like nothing to $40 billion in total DeFi uh, products, or on uh, staked, is that, four, I think it's $40 billion staked on DeFi at the moment. Yeah, the metrics like total value locked. Um, total so, value locked. There you go. Yeah. So I mean, but you're exactly right. It's just how many people are staking the asset in either liquidity pool or they have these things called like vaults, which just are single side single sided liquidity, and you just earn a yield on that. Um, the liquidity pools are a little more complicated, but um, yeah, I mean, I think actually a great place to start with the DeFi, um, and you've been talking about this a lot uh, in, you know, in, in Pollinate Lab, um, but just the staking opportunities on exchanges, because I feel like that's a really easy way for people to just so participate, and it's it's so easy, and, and you know, what's, what's offered in traditional uh, finance, I mean, doesn't even come close to that right now. It's crazy. And, and so... What we're referring to here is so you can actually get access to staking DeFi. First of all, let's let's kind of let's go like okay, you've got Bitcoin, Ethereum, the old names, and then you have the new newer names. This whole DeFi space. So, if I was to own Bitcoin or Litecoin or Dash or you know any of those, I own it. That's it. And you know I'm basically looking at it as as a store of wealth or store of value and probably an appreciative price. Like I'm hoping that the price goes higher. So my US dollar value uh, goes up. Um, now, if you start looking at things in value of Bitcoin or Ethereum or like stack and sats, 
um, or even you know growing your money, then you start looking at these things called DeFi, so decentralized finance, and so Kraken, Gemini, and uh, um, Coinbase, all three allow you to uh, stake, and or we'll we'll call it stake. So the the there's a couple of ways to do it. One is you know you you get your wallet you put the USDC and then you send it out to like Aave or, you know, one of these DeFi exchanges and you can kind of mess around with all those sort of things. Or if you would rather just outsource that uh, for a, I mean, it's, for example, uh, Polkadot and, and uh, Kasama uh, are two uh, level one chains um, that Basic, well, one's a side chain. I think a test net for Kasama is a test net for DOT. But uh, you could go out and buy DOT, stake DOT, and make about 20% interest on DOT. Or, and this is the route that I suggest most people do, is you go to, uh, let's say, Kraken, and you earn 12% for the fact that all you have to do is have your money in Kraken, go to staking, buy that thing, and stake it. That's that's So you're paying 8%. You know, yeah, that's a that's a great business for for Kraken, but you have all of their security and you have all of that, you know, every everything back in it that makes it just so much easier. So you can spend two minutes doing this whole process or the next three weeks trying to figure it out. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, the the more on chain stuff for staking is is a bit more complex and and it, I wouldn't want someone that's just starting out to to jump into that. Um, unless you happen to be, you know, maybe a, a computer engineer, uh, because it, it, the space does give an edge, to, an edge to those type of people, um, just because a lot of it's very technical. But, you know, those like Coinbase, Kraken, Gemini all have great staking options. Um, to go one level, uh, I guess, above that, we've got BlockFi and there's Celsius. Um, BlockFi, you know, offers pretty good yield on your Bitcoin. I don't know, is it 6.5% right now still, or is it up to seven or, uh, or is it lower? It says six to seven, I think it, it, right around right around six. Same with Ethereum. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it's funny, I, I finally got, um, you know, a friend to do this and he was just so, so happy with, he was like, oh my God, like the rate at this is compounding, you know, on BlockFi with this 7% is amazing. And I was like, I was like, dude, I'm just so happy you did it. Cause just yeah. think about if you had done it six months ago, like, you yeah. know, on, on top of this. Um, and obviously, you know, if you do want that, this is not a good time to probably lever up or take out um, loans that I wouldn't recommend. I, I think Chris would also not recommend, Hey, don't lever up super hard right now. Um, but BlockFi has the option to, you know, take out loans against your Bitcoin, which is, which is honestly amazing. Um, you know, uh, and Celsius kind of has that option as well. Um, I'm not like a huge Celsius person. I just mentioned it just because it has like 30 different assets on it. If you, you know, own other crypto, there's some options for you there. And it's, you know, it, it feels similar to BlockFi where there's a little bit of handholding, um, which, you know, honestly, like is great when you first start getting into crypto. Um, but to go one step further, I did want to like touch on Aave, um, which is a project I invested in uh, a while ago. Um, Aave is honestly, it's, it's, it's kind of like a classic savings and loan bank, but digital. Um, that's really kind of the model for it. 
um, you know, I can use it as a savings account and get some yields on my assets. Um, you know, they have kind of that you can pretty much put um, any major crypto asset, including, you know, the DeFi blue chips, uh, which are like YFI, Aave, Compound, uh, SNX, maybe a few others, um, Sushi and Uni, of course. Um, and you can you can put any of those tokens plus like um, wrap Bitcoin link. I, I don't know. I, I could go on. But anyway, go check out Aave. There's you can pretty much put every asset on there. Um, and then you can take a loan out against that. Um, the one thing that's different about Aave and traditional finance is they use under collateralized loans, which essentially means like so if you go to a bank with like 100,000, I think you could get out like. I don't know, three times that, two times that, something like that, I would guess. I'm not exactly sure. But like if you go to Ave with that same amount, you could probably only take out like 40, 50K. Um, and that's how they kind of limit their risk there because they actually don't use like a credit score or anything to take out that loan. Um, which is for for me, like, I mean, it's interesting. Talk, I, I talked to a few people in the group and and they'll be like, but like tradition, and I'll kind of phrase it like this, like the ease of getting out the loan is crazy. Like the fact that I can get out that money within seconds is is insane, um, <laughs> to say the least. Um, uh, and a lot of people use these loans to kind of do quick arbitrage trades, the, the far bigger whales. And that is not what I would recommend a normal person do. I would say, you know, it's do your research and it, this could be a really good opportunity to take out a, a quick loan. Um, but it is also one of the most popular places. So the rates fluctuate a lot. But I mean, Aave's long term goal is obviously to just be a digital bank. Um, hopefully they will have more options for collateral and lending moving forward. But I mean, the market size is fairly big. It's gone from, you know, anywhere from you know, a billion to at its peak, I think it was six, seven billion market size, which is is great for small fish. But obviously, like, if you're a bigger institutional person, that's like nothing uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, but that's a project I like a lot. Um, and I'll probably invest in for the long term, I would say. Yeah, um, let's, one of the cool things about that is, as you were saying, like, um, you know, if you're, if you're not, like if you're if you're just saying, hey, I just want Bitcoin um, and never sell, having the ability to borrow against it is how you create wealth. Um, you know, you, you don't create wealth by by getting stopped out uh, of a trade when you're over levered. Um, you know, sitting in a position long enough to collect and and just you know stay within the bull market um, is really really important. And when you have something like uh, a BlockFi, a Celsius, um, you can, uh, you know, issue yourself $5,000. Let's say you own one Bitcoin. So that's $55,000. Uh, they'll loan you out 20, uh, 50% of that amount. So you have to be pretty confident that you're never going to go below 30,000 uh, or you're going to get a margin call from BlockFi, right? Or they're just going liquid to liquidate you. Um, or the other thing is, is just don't borrow, you know, 50%. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are, I know that they've levered up. A lot of people went out and they, you know, they borrowed uh, $25,000, $30,000 on 
you know, for the half of a Bitcoin thing. Um, and, you know, if we have a down move where we, we see that price again, you know, you lose it all. Uh, and hopefully when, I mean, I know what's going to happen is when, if Bitcoin starts going down like that, everything is going to be affected. So if you're taking your loan and then staking something else where, you know, you're, you're making 20% on, on dot, for example, um, Dot's going to get face ripped just like Bitcoin at the same time. So you're going to have, you know, all sorts of pain there too. And anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a great. Options. I was going to say, it's kind of interesting though, that you bring that up because also BlockFi offers yield on USDC stablecoin, which is a useful thing to have. I think it's like 8.5%, which is amazing just on the stablecoin on BlockFi. And that's a really easy option. You know, if you're worried about any market risk, you know, grab some stable coins, stake that easily in BlockFi. Um, and 0.6%. That's a market return in traditional finance, which is crazy. You know, like, yeah, that's... I, I was, I was telling my parents, I'm like, I can just park you here. It's, there's really no, I mean, there's, I guess, institutional risk with BlockFi maybe, but I, I don't really feel they're trustworthy. I like them. Well, they're great. Um, they're venture backed and they just picked up another 250 million last week uh, from a, a, a C or a D round. Um, yeah, it's, it's and they got credit cards coming. I'll, I'll be getting one. I, I want yeah. as many. I want a, a Coinbase card, a BlockFi card. Give me all of them. Gemini yep. card. For know. sure. Um, yeah. But also, I was going to say just to touch on the DeFi side, because we we're kind of talking about Aave and like staking your Bitcoin. Um, so one thing that they've actually developed kind of like in the DeFi world is you're able to bridge your Bitcoin over to um, Ethereum right now um, using a few different protocols. Um, there is one called REN, which is really cool. They have, I think it's called REN BTC, and they have a bunch of different assets on there. Um, it's a really good protocol. I honestly recommend checking it out. Um, they have a coin. Uh, I don't have any opinion on investing in the coin. I just really like the product. Um, uh, also, the oldest one is called WBTC, which is actually um, BitGo, if you're familiar with that company. Um, they're pretty big, um, well-known. Um, they basically, you send them a Bitcoin, they store it for you in their custody, which is honestly one of the better custody systems. Um, and then they essentially just issue you like, you know, a an ERC-20 token, which is just an Ethereum token, which is essentially backed one-to-one -one by Bitcoin. They have them on Coinbase too. If you just, honestly, for me, it's like, I don't want to just swap my Bitcoin for a WBTC on Coinbase. Personally, I'd rather go through the whole process and everything. But once you get it over to like the Ethereum blockchain and hopefully other blockchains in the future, um, you can get some insane yield on that Bitcoin. And then you could take that Bitcoin and store it in Aave. Um, obviously, when you're taking a loan out for anybody out there, don't take out crypto against your crypto. That is just not a good idea. I think, you know, it's pretty obvious to me why that's, but, but obviously the crypto is going to go up after you <laughs> take it out most likely. Um, so take out a stable yield like a USDT or USDC or whatever. They have honestly like five or six different stablecoin options now. I think Gemini as well has a stablecoin um, that's available on on Aave. Um, so yeah, you, you have a lot of options there. Um, 
that's obviously a little more advanced technique, um, but it's pretty cool. I've seen it used um, in a number of ways um, for sure. Yeah, well, maybe we'll convince Derek to to scribe another article on on wrapped BCT, BTC and or getting getting Bitcoin on Ethereum and yeah uh, yeah yeah I mean it 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 would be really cool if we had more options and I mean that's actually a good point of topic. It's like so right now for DeFi um, we're actually kind of limited. You know we only really have Ethereum which. I like Ethereum. Like, I mean, I think if anybody is kind of like a tech nerd or, you know, likes technology, it's it's really easy to get into Ethereum. Um, but it is really good to understand that it's just, it's a venture bet. Like, you can't really compare Ethereum to Bitcoin because I think, like, I mean, I hope people know this, but Bitcoin is finished. I, I don't know if people really understand that it's a finished product and that, you know, in a year, it's not going to change much. It's going to be fine. It's going to be solid. But in a year, I don't know where Ethereum is going to be. Like, I'll be well, honest. You know, 1559 got approved. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic on that. I'm going to be honest. I mean, yeah. that's probably the best way to be. I don't think it's great to be pessimistic about that because it could really change everything. I mean, um, there's a really good art, a uh, really good podcast recently with um, Navel Ravikant and Vitalik. Um, and, you know, he really gave a high level explanation of kind of the scaling of ETH2 and where that's going. And, you know, the one differentiation, I think it's like, it's interesting because this moment is is definitely comparable to like the Bitcoin cash thing back in the day, <laughs> um, yeah. which if you're in the space, you remembered how it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, these, uh, this guy named Roger Ver, who's pretty, uh, uh, he's a huge libertarian um, and just very much disagreed with uh, the way Bitcoin was going, which I didn't understand at the time either, um, just because, I don't know, there's something about bigger blocks, you can go Google that, but regardless, they forked the coin, we all got a bunch of free Bitcoin cash, and what happened? We dumped it for Bitcoin, that's what everybody did, um, it ran up, and then we dumped it for Bitcoin, I don't know what he expected, so um, it's actually similar with ETH2 at this point, because the majority of the support is for ETH2. It's just the miners that want to not upgrade for obviously they're making so much money on fees. Like it is insane. You know, the transaction fees on, on Ethereum are very high right now. Um, I would really not recommend people with like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to mean this. I mean this in the best way, but you need to have, you know, 50 to a hundred K to, to be playing around on ETH right now because the fees are just really high. And if you're not calculated in what you're doing, you're just gonna waste a lot of money. Um, it's just how it is right now. Um, there are good moves, but like until we get the scaling up, it's just, you know, I wouldn't recommend it to people with not a lot of money because it's really easy to just lose. Um, in a number of ways, like you'll, you'll input a gas fee wrong. You just, the, you're gone. The fee is gone. You just lost 50 bucks yeah. <laughs> on a failed transaction. So, well, um, I mean, you, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. You, you, no, I was, I was just going to come in It's like, there's, <clears throat> you know, the, uh, there's, there's a lot that's about to happen. And, and as Aaron mentions here, we're, uh, so in 2017, Roger Ver basically was saying Bitcoin's not usable. Everybody's just holding it. And, you know, we need to be able to like buy a cup of coffee with it. And that was kind of like his line in the sand. He released it 
it was a wild weekend. There was the flippening talk, talk and like prices just, and then dumped right after. So um, with the Ethereum thing, like we know the, the, it was approved. We know it's coming. Uh, April 1st, the miners have or are talking. And th this is where it actually gets really interesting because the everybody in, well, crypto does a lot of things that you don't think about. There's so many, let's just call them beautiful minds in this game. And it's an unregulated world. So there are a lot of people who are willing to play these games that um, that is just a code exploit. All they have to do, or they, they do some sort of, you know, they, they do some transaction that, that just somehow, some way they figure these little things out. And the effects is, you know, everybody's like, oh, you know, Ethereum's going up in price. So I'm going to buy Ethereum. But they don't actually understand what's happening in the back end there when you get, um, you know, miners all colluding on a single uh, mining pool um, or, you know, choosing a different chain to support. And that's kind of the proof of stake uh, solves that part a little bit or it does but and that's probably why they don't like it but um there's going to be games there's i mean you're talking about some of the most brilliant people in the world uh they definitely are on ethereum They're, i mean yeah there's some pretty smart people that do bitcoin but the shenanigans that can be done on bitcoin as aaron was saying is pretty much yeah, not really existent anymore it's you know it's you got your miners you got your your nodes you got your owners and you know Everybody's taking it off, off, um, off exchange. So uh, you, you're not really doing anything to, to Bitcoin like you can with Ethereum. Ethereum is going to continue to uh, change and everything is being built on top of Ethereum uh, in this 40 billion uh, total staked or total locked uh, market. There's going to be some craziness. There's going to be some things happening. We think at the moment, everybody's saying the miners are going to flip to ethermine. I forget what it is, um, but, a, but a certain mining pool or something. Yes, yeah, I, I saw that. Um, it's kind of funny because um, thinking about this, I'm like, their network is actually all already out there. It's called Ethereum Classic. It's already a proof of, <laughs> a proof of work network. And yeah. it's just funny because they might be forced to go to that and and like like you said, all all the beautiful minds are actually on Ethereum, and and this is true. You know, if you if you take some time, like some founders I really like, um, Yearn Finance, like the guy that runs it, his name's Andre Kron Kronje or Kronje or something. He's South African. It's really funny because he looks a lot like Elon Musk. And me and my friends have an in inside joke. I'm like, is this his illegitimate kid or something? Because he's a genius. <laughs> like seriously, if you go read or look at the kind of stuff he's into, I mean, super smart. Um, and it's interesting with these projects because another project I invested in is uh, Synthetics SNX, um, which Carter talked about a bit. Um, so I don't really think I need to get too far into that um, other than, you know, I saw Andre hop over there and start working on some some stuff there. So it's it's very interesting. All the all the founders really work together. It's it's a very um, communal aspect. And like you said, like, because the lack of regulation in this space, like things move at light speed. It, you cannot uh, miss a beat sometimes, let's say. Um, you know, there's a new thing happening every week. Um, and I think we've seen, I saw that more recently. It was like, 
one week uh, Binance chain is hot and pancake swap has now like 20 X for some reason. And it's funny because it's like, as someone that's in the space, I was like, I was looking at pancake swap and I was just like, why would I buy this? And, and, and I've come to realize it's like, that's not, that's, you got to find the bull case at this point. We're in a bull market. I mean, maybe it's a little too late now that we're in a volatile period, but it's still a good thing to keep in mind. Um, but anyway, it was like, yeah, it was like pancake swap one week. Now it's NFTs. Now it's uh, ETH killer. I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy the amount of different narratives that pop up and you don't know which one's going to be next um, really at this point. Yeah, the um, there there is it, it's it's moving fast and furious at the moment. That's for sure. It's uh, this definitely was like um, very similar to the 2017 ICO craze. Um, the summer was uh, with the DeFi summer, like crazy wildness that happened over the summer. That uh, is way different than the ICOs. You know that that it's just way different than the ICOs when. Uh, you know, you'll double your money in, was it something like seven years? If you just have USDC, I think it's seven years, every seven years. If you own USDC at, you know, seven, 8% that they're paying right now, uh, you'll double your money. And, you know, the only risk you have is the dollar losing value. So then you put the other half in Bitcoin and you're hedged. Um, but uh, you know, the, there's so <laughs> there's so much amazing opportunity in that simple method that reaching into DeFi is is useful. Reaching way into DeFi uh, without the ability to review code is a little like if you don't if you can't. I, well, let me think. Let me think this way. Um, if you can't review code and validate it then you're one tier down from the person who can do it and can figure out how to get you, uh, how to take your money for you. And then there's, you know, the community. And then, cause you can get on all these telegram communities and ask for support or something like that. And you'll get, they'll steal your money from you. Um, there's, <laughs> there's so many ways to, to be taken. And, you know, for the most part, no offense, but you're not, you're not the smartest person in, and I'm not talking about you, Aaron, you are, uh, <laughs> but most likely you're not the smartest person in that space. There's somebody who's, who's so much better at you. Uh, and there's probably about a thousand of them, uh, in every single, uh, market out there that are, that are substantially better than you and that are gaming things and ready to, ready to flip you at any moment. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's funny. It's like a really good example of that is, um, so I actually, one of my strategies, and this is kind of like a, like I share it with some people, but this is like seriously like huge alpha. Like I follow huge whale addresses. Like I have Sam Bankman Fried's address. I have the three arrows people's addresses and like whatnot. And they, that tip, tips me off a lot. Um, and I do want to say, if you have the knowledge and you're, you're willing to explore, you can find a lot of stuff just by going on this site called Etherscan it's free it's open that's the thing about the blockchain is you can find all the top holders of any any coin any uh you know uh, top users of different protocols it's it's all out there for you to look for and if you're willing to look you can find a lot um so like 
Sam is probably, I don't know, he might be the biggest person in the space, I'm gonna be honest. Like his his wallet has over a billion dollars in it. I'm not gonna lie. Like it, I'm just telling people out there, watch out for Sam. Uh, if you're not betting on Sam coins right now and, and you're outside of the US, I don't know what you're doing. I'll be honest. That's free. Go bet on some Sam coins. Uh, he's he he's huge. Um, and the stuff that he does, it's it's funny. There, so there's this huge farm that came out a, bu- a month ago, and it's called Big Data Protocol. Um, within the first day, it had six billion dollars locked into it. And honestly, I looked at the product, and it was sort of like it, it's like 50-50 whether it's a scam or not. But like the management team seemed okay. Um, I don't know. It didn't seem like I wasn't like, I'm not going to get rugged the first day, but like, you know, basically what I saw him do with that, because he has so much money, right. Is he, that the APR, like first off a thousand percent APR on this, on this pool in a week. And I mean, you're getting paid in this BDP token, which is, you know, so basically what he does is he dumps all of his money into the farm billion dollars into this pool proceeds to just, pump the price up and then just dump on everybody. And I watched him do it and I'm, I'm like, damn it. I'm in the farm. Like, yeah, you know, but thankfully I was farming the token. So my risk there is very low. I just paid for gas. It's like, I'm getting a free token, just staking. Like they were just like, put your Ave in the pool, get a thousand percent yield. I was like, whatever sounds good to me. Um, and th- honestly, the interesting thing, the more interesting about it is like, this is how they chose to do their token distribution, was that, which is actually pretty interesting. I mean, I guess it's fair. It's, it's fairer than some things where you see like, you know, a bunch of VCs got, you know, the early round or, you know, they allocated a bunch to the team that's going to dump on you. Um, and that's actually, that's, that's something interesting to take note of. Um, also just circling back to like how this is like VC stuff. Um, a lot of these these, uh, you know, protocols or crypto companies, um, they will uh, release their token distribution before. And this is something you should for sure look at um, just to make sure that, you know, the team's not going to dump on you too hard um, at some point. Um, or be prepared for, you know, have a plan for. Yeah, like yeah. EOS so you... and XRP is, a, is the biggest examples that I know of of that. Yeah, that's actually really easy. And it's funny. It's like, man eos it's like that's a good example of like you don't buy an old narrative in this because i've been watching it because it's like so popular and it literally just bumped from three to four in this whole entire in the last like two months and i'm like man imagine if you had bet on that old narrative instead of like dot for example which is which is a good i actually wanted to ask you a bit about dot because the parachain auction is coming up um you know, probably the summer, I think, is mm-hmm. what they're shooting for. And people probably, this is, a, it's a good opportunity to look at DOT now in the DOT ecosystem because it's in testnet phase. Um, so nothing's live and you can have time to strategize a little bit here and see how you can, you know, get in on certain things that are, uh, you know, going to be hot in that space. I think DOT is... Um... I mean, we're always grasping at the previous, uh, the previous narrative, right? So a lot of, a lot of it is dots, the new ETH, right? Um, so you can find, you can definitely see that parallel and you, you can see where it's interesting. Um, you know, had you had the ability to 
get access to to ETA ETH, not not classic, but ETH. Um, back when it was just you know single digits or low double digits, um, you know you're you're looking at about two thousand dollars per ETH right now based on you know priced in dollars, uh, seventeen sixty eight. Um, you know if if that's the thing, then it could very well be dot could very well be the new ETH because of what you can do. It's a layer one. So it is its own blockchain uh, in, you know, in the sense that you can build on top of it. Uh, it's pretty cool with the Kasama, the, the, that uh, other, basically Kasama and dot are the same, but Kasama is the, like, it's the sandbox for dot. If a project gets, you know, if it, they, instead of releasing it on dot, they do it on Kasama first. Kasana, Kasama, KSM. Yeah, yeah, Kasama. you got it. Um, they do it there first. And what's great about that is, you know, if back to the old narrative of what happened in 2017, like things ICO, things got released and you're like, oh, cool, I'll put, I'll put this in my, you know, I'll, I'll get a wallet here and I'll put it on there and boom, there goes all your money. And you're like, wait, what just happened? You're like, well, you know, you don't review the code. Uh, and it's, you know, ETH is just the wild, wild west in a lot of places. So at least it's kind of cool what they're doing with that protocol so that you, before it gets on DOT, it has to, it has to go through a bunch of things. And it's, um, they have a lot of tools that are out there and available. And, and like, I, if I was to jump into crypto and say, you know what, I want to get into the, the engineering side of this and I want to build on top of these things. I would probably be looking at, at Polkadot um, and, you know, there's a, there's a language out there, they used Rust. Uh, so, you know, which, which is, it's, it's a programming language that's been out for a while. So it's not just kind of like, Hey, I just made this magic internet, uh, money and magic internet language, uh, have fun. <laughs> you know, it's, it's got a uh, non-crypto use as well as crypto use. So that's kind of nice and interesting about that. But, um, I'm in dot, I stake dot. Kasama, I stake Kasama um, and a few others, and I'm very comfortable with uh, with Dot for now. Une uh, is another. That thing blew up. Jeez. Um, I mean, there's Uni's Uni's a very honestly like a crazy project. But I, I was gonna say on on Dot's end, like yeah, I I own some Dot too. I mean, like it it's. It, it's such an easy thing like to buy. I feel like it's very low um, risk. Like I would even tell people to buy dot now, like, yeah. like compared to other stuff that's out there, just, just so, you know, it's, it's low risk. You can stake it, you can start earning yield and, and whatnot. And, and honestly, like the, what you just touched on with rust is, is pretty interesting too, because, um, you know, on Ethereum, they created their own language. I think it's called solidity or something. Solidity, yeah. And to be honest, I've heard a lot of complaints from engineers, um, using it. They're just like, this is a weird language. Um, but like, it's kind of interesting just getting into the coding part. I, I had starting to work on analogy kind of for ETH, I almost think ETH is like a JavaScript type language where it's like most of the web is just has JavaScript, I think, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And it's like a really archaic, like long winded like language. But for some reason, we still build on it. Um, well, it's because it can execute on your 
safely on your own yeah yeah so i think that's an important thing the safety stuff um and you know maybe maybe layer one eth could be a little bit analogous to javascript but um you know as they expand uh to layer two there will be security challenges speed challenges all sorts of stuff but um back to dot look into dot um you know i i played around on polka swap recently which is like similar to uniswap where you can just swap polka dot assets it was really easy to set up um it took me like i don't know all of a few minutes to kind of get on there there's there's basically so, so like let me, let me just clarify yeah. what you got there is so to swap on polka swap it, it's everything like every uh, no 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 they, so it's, it's like a test net version so most of these yeah. things are kind of like very limited um you know when you get on there uh i'll back up a little bit you need to create a wallet so there's i'd recommend this one that i found that's really easy called i think it's just polkadot.js.org it's just like a little um chrome extension wallet and don't use this seriously to store your dot but it's good to play around on the testnet with um because the also i'll stipulate the assets on the testnet are fake so there's mm. very low risk for you you're not wasting any money gotcha. you just get to explore the functionality of the different um you know sites that are coming out so like PokeSwap is uh, like Uniswap. You basically go on there. Um, there's like a faucet you can use just to create an asset. Basically, um, you just it just comes out with like a hundred uh, PokeSwap or something, and then you can play around kind of just swapping the different assets. And I would also recommend doing this because you never know if you're going to get an airdrop. Um, it's a very popular thing in crypto to give out airdrops to people that you know, help you test or help you help use the protocol in the early days. I mean, uh, now going back to Uniswap, Uniswap had probably the most uh, epic airdrop ever. Um, basically, they gave everyone, and I'll be honest, I missed this by two weeks because for me, it does take me like a month or so to get comfortable with something. Like I'm personally not like a jump feet first type of person um in crypto um which is hard you have to balance with that but um <laughs> yeah so i missed the airdrop by a couple weeks because i just i used it the for, for the first time in like october but they airdropped everybody that was an early user like 400 uni tokens and by today's standard i don't even what is the price of uni right now like so uh, 29 30. so 29, 29 times you know almost 12 grand right something like that i hope it yeah almost 12 grand for free and that is more than the u.s government gave yep citizens of the u.s and and this 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 i mean it, it you everybody should go look into that uniswap story if you just want some inspiration because you know it's just uh the guy that started hayden n-words uh hayden adams sorry uh he just went to stony brook university like a normal university um and he got an initial i think hundred thousand dollar grant from the ethereum foundation like five years ago um to create basically an automated automated market maker system which is i mean for those that work in traditional finance you're familiar with how market makers work in that market um in crypto it's honestly a very dumbed down version that automated market maker it's like you have one person put liquidity and then the program essentially matches it with the buyer. It's not very complicated. Um, 
but you know, it's just an, I really like it because you see so much, you know, the MBAs or the, you know, so-and-so is creating this company and it was just an average Joe, you know, that worked really hard and he created this whole Uniswap thing. It's, it's awesome, you know, great to see. And, and that's the ethos of the space. I also want a lot of people to understand is it's less traditional finance. It's more people coming from all sorts of different backgrounds, starting these companies and succeeding. And it's awesome. It really is. It's, uh, um, you know, Uniswap, uh, well, I guess, I guess, I guess I want to back up a little bit here is like one really great thing about the space is that you see things like that. There, there are ways that, I mean, how much do they have? They have like what hundred something in their treasury. I don't know how much it is, but you know, yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and you know, a lot of times people will jump on a project just because there's airdrops or just because, you know, there, there's certain things and, and that's fine. You know, I will point out that there are, there are, uh, you know, more than a dozen ways to actually earn in crypto by just having crypto or do anything. Um, you know, the, you can, there, there's so many ways to make money. Crypto is, is definitely going to, continue to change the world. People don't really realize how big it really is when we talk about Web 3.0. Um, first of all, we have still half of the half of the world, uh, the planet is doesn't even have internet yet. Um, and we're able to do these sort of things in a in a much lighter way. But you can earn money by just writing about crypto, you can tweet about crypto, you can like Carter did, Carter started uh, uh, twitter.com slash or, uh, you know, Carter Thomas, um, give him a follow, he's worth it. He basically in 2017, I think he said it's only 2017, by the way, uh, you know, four years ago, he was like, I don't know what this crypto thing is. But let me hit record on the camera. And I'll just kind of like study it and share with you guys. You, you know, the two people, mom and, and my uncle who have my, my YouTube account, I don't know how big it was, but it got, it got massive because of the work he did. He was just like, I'm just going to learn it. He didn't, he didn't have to go out and create Ethereum and then start a YouTube channel to, you know, like you can earn, you can change your life. Um, you know, imagine if you just created content for the last three or four years uh, and, and, you know, got paid in, uh, on uh what is it uh there's uh that blogging thing where um steam right steam which then got justin bought uh speaking of finance (laughs) yeah i mean the funny thing about steam and also like about crypto is like so justin took over it right um but then i believe you know actually vitalik mentioned this in that recent interview um he said you know it's it's controlled by the community they were like i don't like justin we're gonna fork this and make hive so hive is the new steam if you want to go check that out um and you can create content yeah 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 exactly no middleman that's that's the beauty of uh crypto you know you're uh you're basically replacing any middleman with a smart contract i mean after being in the space for a while, I'm like, what would you rather deal with a person or a smart contract? I don't right. know. I, the smart contract is what I would want to deal with. It's very logical. It's straightforward. It, it knows all the rules. It's not going to deviate from those. So, 
I mean, back to the reading code, if you can read code, you can look at the smart contract, you can see what it does and know if it's, uh, you know, something you want to interact with. Yep. Yep. So what, um, well, one of these days I'll do a, we'll do a whole thing of like, okay, let's, let's put together a career path for somebody who's, you know, who's considering going to school traditional or wants to just jump right in and start doing stuff maybe or at any age, you know, really, I shouldn't even put it at uh, school, but um, yeah, one of the, one of the interesting things is all those, all those ways that you can actually earn money. Like you could, you could write content and put a referral link to like I do sometimes like a BlockFi referral. When you're in the crypto space, when you're opening a new account or when you're doing something, the first thing you usually do is reach out to your friends. He's like, Hey, who's got a referral code. Um, and we do that because we know that, you know, that there's a really legit way to like, you could just by using Aaron's link, you could make Aaron a millionaire just by using his link. That's the, you know, you, you get a referral link in something that's one penny and then, you know, it turns into 36,000 in, in a few months. Um, yeah. I was going to say, it's funny you bring that up. I saw someone, I mean, maybe it was like crypto Cobain, which is unfair, but like, so they have <laughs> referral links for uh, all like Binance, FTX, like whatever. And, and you basically, if someone uses your, someone uses your link, you just get money towards your trading and, and, I swear there are some people that like they said, you know, I've made 50, 100 K off my referral link for Binance. So to the winner goes the spoils. There's a lot of opportunity. Right. If you're, if you're willing to put in the hard work and, and whatnot, uh, there's plenty of opportunity also like recommended is like, you know, I join every telegram and discord. If I'm looking at the project, I jump on there immediately and look at everything, see what's going on in the community. Um, and a lot of other stuff. I do a lot of research and, you know, to anyone out there, it's like, it's like the one thing I have been realizing recently is like, I do so much research, but, um, the NFT stuff that has been happening, I was That's looking nice. straight at and just like watching it go by my head because I was so focused on looking into more DeFi stuff. And it took me this last week to just be like, yo, you literally are invested in like two blue chip projects that have a great long-term horizon. Like maybe you don't need as much DeFi. Uh, maybe you should take a look at these NFT things. So I was lucky enough to grab a Mooncat this week. Um, <laughs> it was, it was really, it was really funny. It's, I guess the analogy is like, imagine if you found an old pack of like trading cards from the eighties and you just opened it. So they basically found an old dormant project from 2017 that was, uh, you know, second oldest NFT on the blockchain. And the, the thing is, the way you had to get it is you have to log directly onto Etherscan and interface with the contract. So it's like not like the average show would go do this. So, you know, I went on, on there and did all this. And, and yeah, it did cost me like a few hundred dollars in fees. But um, I think immediately I got an offer for 0.9 ETH for one of these things <laughs> I, and I'm not going to sell it right away. Like, I mean, the crypto punks, man, the crypto punks average is just crazy. And if they're anything like these crypto punks, like, I don't know, I'm not in a rush. It came out five days ago. I, that's also something to, for newer people don't expect immediate results. Like you need to wait, um, a bit things don't just, you don't make 
500x overnight, 10x overnight. So that's a good thing to to remember. Um, you know, if you're just getting in and you think you're going to make immediate money in a week, don't think that way. You're you're in the wrong place, honestly. And and in investing in general, I would think. Um, you know, if you're expecting immediate returns, it's not not really that good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I um, so I'm purchasing uh, some art. Uh, we've commissioned, we commissioned some art for our house, uh, sculptor, um, it's a family member. Um, and, uh, basically I reached out to him and I said, look, we own this piece of art. We're buying this piece of art. We're also interested in, in some other things. Um, if you NFT it or nifty it or. <laughs> Whatever like we're, we're going for, yeah. I kind of like the nifty. I don't know about I think you. nifty's great. Yeah, it's e- it's easier. And they've got nifty. Uh, uh, what is the uh, the? There's a site that it's actually. Uh, yeah, nifty uh, gateway. Nifty right? gateway. Yeah. By um, the way, uh, crack and uh, not cracking. Gemini owns that. Oh, good. So nice. so respect to Gemini for that, because because Grimes, uh, Elon Musk's baby mama wife. I don't know. Uh, she dropped her NFTs on there and they sold for quite a pretty penny. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's somebody very wealthy out there in crypto. Actually, I found this guy. His name's Ito.eth, A-I-T-O dot E-T-H. Um, and he has a Twitter. It's just an egg. Um, if you type A-I-T-O dot ETH into like, you can look up his address and he just has, you can look at all his art. It's, it's pretty crazy, wow. but he's just an anonymous egg buying tons of crypto art. It's, it's a wild world. <laughs> it is. Well, and so, and th- this is another way that you create wealth is, you know, art doesn't tend to go down and fluctuate the way that, um, you know, buying, let's say gold does uh, because the exchange isn't liquid and it's not really tied to like art isn't really tied to uh, it, it's tied to what you believe it is, right? What the value you believe it is. And pretty much everybody's incentivized, especially through the NFTs now, for the prices to either stay the same or grow, go up. And one of the ways is that the artists always get a commission or a, a, a fee. They, they, so if I was to create a, a painting, a, whatever, a digital or even a physical product. I sell that to you, Aaron, for $1,000. Um, I earn that $1,000 or, or half an ETH, basically. Um, so that's kind of cool. But now Aaron goes out and sells it for a full ETH. I take 15% of that. And then they sell it again and again and again. And again. So as an artist, you continue to get paid in perpetuity as you know, because once it's tokenized, it's, it's pretty much there. Uh, that that's pretty amazing one. Um, and two is you could just borrow against it right away. So one of the big reasons to have the art is, I mean, it's, it's not so much to look at it, right? There's some people that are collectors and they're really into it for sure, but a big market for art is the store of value, uncorrelated store of value. Uh, as opposed to sitting in US dollars or sitting in gold or sitting in Bitcoin or all these other things. Um, If, for example, you bought, I don't know, 100 Bitcoin 10 years ago, uh, 
you know, what is that? 60 million, six million, somewhere. I don't know, whatever, big number. Um, the problem is like, you know, you want the money, you know, you want the Lambos, you know, you want the fun lifestyle and all that. But the downside is you're going to spend 30, 40, 50% of what you made in taxes. So you've got that uh, 6 million. Yeah. You've got that 6 million and it cost you uh, five bucks 10 years ago or whatever. Right. So now you have a $6 million capital gain. Well, if you use that crypto and this is where things like BlockFi and everything come in, you borrow against it, right? So now you're not doing a capital gains. You're just getting, you're getting access to the money and you, you know, pay off your loan or whatever over the next 20 or 30 years. But if you have art, art has the uh, benefit of being uncorrelated to crypto and uncorrelated to dollar. And it's just what other person, the other world is willing to sell it for, or you can always go get a valuation of, uh, you can get it valued and take a loan on it. Um, but you, the great thing about the NFTs is you don't actually have to store the art. And if, you know, if, if it's, if it is a physical thing, uh, that that's one side, but if it's just digital, if it's 5,000 daily digital images that you have, uh, you can look at it at any point in time in your life, enjoy it, appreciate it. You can get a picture frame for them. They have, I mean, there's all sorts of ways to appreciate them without actually having to pay two or $3 million in capital gains to do that. And then you can continue to let it grow. So quick overview of NFTs. Uh, of a of a more traditional where I mean how many billions of dollars are in free ports around the world that are available now? Honestly, you just you just educated me on that because I don't know that much about art. I'll be honest. Like in the, in terms of that, I I had no idea it was that uncorrelated. It's that's super interesting to think about just for anybody that you know building a portfolio, growing their wealth. Like it's good for me to know. Um, but also, I mean that whole concept of you know, imagine if Picasso was able to NFT his, his painting, like that is in itself, like, wow, you know, and Picasso's family. Yeah. And he's Picasso's dead. family. Exactly. And it, it, I think, um, I mean, it's getting, getting, uh, started with, with art right now, obviously, but it's a similar thing you could do with music. You could NFT uh -huh. a song. I think Kings of Leon recently NFT their album. Yep. Um, and honestly, with the ETH2 upgrade, this will only help uh, enable those kind of things um, just because the network will be faster. I mean, uh, just my background in music, it's uh, it's kind of crazy how the whole industry works because you kind of come into a deal like like the best deal you could get in music is you split 50-50 with a label. And that is just there's no industry like that. Even, even Kanye that. didn't get that though, right? Yeah, yeah. Even Kanye didn't like, and that's the best deal I hear about if you're splitting with the label is a 50-50 deal, which is just, you know, mind-blowing. Um, so if you think about, I mean, it's why a lot of people are starting to go independent. Um, but yeah, I definitely am looking for, you know, some people to NFT some songs uh, and and NFT other things because I think, the concept of the non-fungible token. If you just Google this um, and look it up on Wikipedia, I mean, it's not just for art. I think of people, art's a great example to start with, but I think you could do this with like real estate, um, yep. you know, with- my. I have a friend who's doing a multifamily housing project with an NFT. So as a resident, you purchase the NFT of your condo. Uh, and so, 
yeah. And so everybody sees the value, right? So it's, it's, you're always, you always know what the value of your home is and you, you know, instead of doing mortgages, like imagine you could just swap an NFT or borrow. Yeah. I mean, there's so many cool things that you could do with it, but go on. Sorry. I didn't mean to. No, I was like, it would be, real estate's a big one. That is no, I honestly, I've been, I've been thinking about that. I mean, I know there's like a ton of examples, but yeah, like music and real estate are the ones I've heard the most, I guess. And then a little bit about law, like, like contracts and whatnot, I think could be NFT'd um, potentially. Um, so it's sort of like everybody's so caught up in the art, which I get, I mean, it's cool and whatnot, but those are nifties, I think is what we should call them. Um, and then there's, there's a whole, there's a whole category of other stuff and, you know, for anybody that has the time or, or whatever, whatever to look into that realm, that's really cool. Um, I mean, I'm starting to kind of look into that a little bit more, but that's not like, I want to preface that's maybe not a, like, I don't know about it, investing or making money there. That's more of a like, Hey, things are getting started. If, if you're a self-starter and you kind of want to get in there as a venture person or something like that's maybe an area to look Yeah. Well, um, like for, NBA top shop too. No, I actually want to tell you the easiest way. Go ahead. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that too, because they have um, a coin flow dapper labs that anybody could buy. And again, this is back to me being too smart and researching too much. I could have just bought that coin like 10. I mean, I'm still probably going to buy it now, be honest. Like it's only $30. I think it started around 510. I mean, come on. Like they've created crypto kitties, NBA top shop. They're easily the number one mm -hmm. uh, place for NFTs. I mean, sure. They're centralized and there's certain trade-offs, but like, you know, somebody at my day job literally mentioned this. My boss was like, hey, you guys, have you heard about NBA Top Shop? And I was like, yeah, like, it's awesome. Hmm. You know, I'm glad hmm. you're checking it out. Um, totally. And that's definitely the one I hear the most um, is, is that one. And I think it's easy to understand because just there's a huge craze in collectibles and trading cards right now um, also. So people kind of understand that value. I mean, I was looking at some of my old trading cards. I was like, hey, I got a Michael Jordan card. It's worth some money crazy um it's it's i mean even before nba top shop like this it's just this year uh collectibles have been uh maybe last couple of years but like sneakers and uh, like non-traditional collectibles have have just blown up and um you know sneakers is is the example there and you're just like wow i can't believe sneakers and then you're like no this is lebron dunking on somebody you know, for $50,000, it's a clip. Uh, it's yeah. a clip of a dunk, you know, like that's, that's so cool. Or, or, or you know, Steph from like half. Court. Yeah. And <laughs> I need to look into it. Cause it's like, imagine if you really did own a piece of that highlight <laughs> and like every time they play it anywhere, you're getting a piece, but I don't think that's how it's worked out. Honestly. I don't, I don't think, I mean, maybe, maybe there is you, you can, you know, put together the best highlight, but, but if you think about it, Here's another, let's, you know, I bring up incentives all the time. So for those of you who are not listening normally, I, I always look at the incentives here. And if, if you think about it, you know, you, there's kind of an incentive to win the dunk contest or kind of an incentive to put something up big, you know, like a, a big dunk on somebody or something when you're playing basketball. But 
at the you know what's the outcome you're going to get a nice uh you know they're going to do it on espn or you know whatever spot box wherever they're going to show something uh about your whatever your fee and that's kind of it like it doesn't really change your salary um you know it kind of moves the needle but what if you were steph curry and put up a half court shot suddenly now steph's incentivized to do even more incredible things because he's there could be a point you know within a period of time where they think they realize like actually we can make more money by putting up crazy moves and we can do it like instead of having to do it the whole season just do it once you know and you could create a following where like every game steph tries to knock out that 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 half point shot or half court shot or beyond half court and everybody's watching the game knowing that he's going to do it, you know? So now the incentives are suddenly a lot different. That, anyway, I, I just kind of went down a rabbit hole there, but that's a, that's a fun incentive to think about what, how, like how spectacular basketball could end up being because of NFTs. NFTs. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, that's funny. I, I've been thinking a lot. So I, I mean, we're both LeBron fans. I I'm, I, I'm a LeBron now that fan. He's in the Lakers, you know, I'm, he's on the Lakers now, thankfully. Uh, it's easy. But, it's easier to like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's like that. I don't want. I won't get too into the the progression of LeBron, but yeah, I definitely liked him more since he got on the Lakers. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I was thinking back to a particular highlight of any basketball people in twenty in the twenty sixteen NBA Finals. LeBron has this crazy chase down block, and for some reason, I've watched it like ten times this week, and like his whole head is over the basket blocking this shot and like that's one i would want to buy on nba top shop i'm like that's a million dollar highlight multi-million dollar highlight so right yeah if anybody's i should i actually it's funny enough i haven't even looked maybe up. you should mint it yeah yeah if it's not if it's not on there i gotta mint that um but yeah i mean the 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 nifty space is just endless there is a soccer one too for any soccer heads out there called so rare it's it's not as cool honestly as the top shop so but also like, I don't know, whole different realm. But I mean, I think, I think we've covered a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Is, is there any closing remarks you think it's worth giving people? Um, you know, I don't know. Do we have any, do we have any opinions on, you know, maybe the next, I guess we're at the end of the quarter. So almost. Uh, yeah. Here. Um, I, you know, we, we've got the 2 billion, $2 trillion bill that just got signed last week and stimmies are going to be coming out so i you know I, I think the weekend rally we had was probably i don't know maybe an anticipation of that or whatever um that's a lot of you know it's a lot of people uh 330 million people 1400 dollars each i don't know if that's the math that people are getting if it, there's there's a, a potential for a lot of money coming in um there's a lot of money that's been made in the markets people are you know have saved a lot of money. People are starting to figure out how to do crypto. It's still just, you know, in, in a pretty strong bull run. I haven't seen any, uh, you know, any, I haven't seen any reason to think that we're, we're done. Um, I kind of feel like we're in more of a, like the excitement is gonna, has kind of cooled off a little bit and it's everybody's chasing a single coin that's gonna rip. You know, there's always looking for whatever's moving and then jumping on it uh, or, or token or project or whatever. Um, 
So I, I think that's going to continue. The way we're doing it is we're we're in a basket of of uh, you know the blue uh, blue chips and also uh, some of the the others and you know really simply it's like okay be in the ones that are paying the highest uh, staking fees on the big exchanges be in those because new money is coming to the market every week every month um, and they're gonna they're gonna see a headline you know or or whatever the the advertisement of like twelve percent. Uh, staking. So they're just going to, you know, kind of pile into those. That's what I'm doing uh, on the speculative ones. Uh, and then I'm mostly just, you know, focused on the, uh, on being in, in Bitcoin. I did recently um, take half of my Bitcoin and flip it into Ethereum. Um, see how, see how wise that move was, but this is my one trade a year account. So <laughs> I'll be honest. Um, I've had a gut feeling that I don't have enough Ethereum recently. I mean, so for most of the, I, I, out of anything, I'm probably more of a DeFi maxi than anything. Like I hold mostly DeFi tokens. I traded my ETH for DeFi tokens and it worked out pretty well, but I we're at a place where I'm like, my gut's like, I don't have enough ETH. I need, I need more. So, um, thankfully I think I will acquire some this week. So nice. should be, nice. should be fine. Uh, there. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I'm optimistic for the rest of the year. Um, but, uh, I do think, you know, I mean, eventually this will end, but I don't think we need to worry about that this year. Um, but my gut has been telling me it wouldn't be surprising if there was a scare and we just scared everybody with a huge drop, right, right. In the next week and then just face rip, you know what yep. I mean? That was, yep. it, it's kind of, I mean, the, the price action is telling me it's not great for, for at least for alts, but I don't know, you know, hopefully we have a great rest of the month. We head into the summer and there's just tons of great stuff coming in the summer. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's quite a bit. I'm personally, I'm looking at 74 K on, on Bitcoin's next, next levels. Um, and somewhere around three thirty five hundred or so on, um, Ethereum's next level. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and the newer projects, it's, it's harder to do that sort of those projections. Um, yeah. I mean, if anybody wants my price targets for Ave, um, or SNX or whatever, I mean, I'm really reasonable. Uh, I've heard some crazy ones. I do think Ave has really good, um, you know, tokenomics. It's a deflationary one. The total supply is 16 million. I think there's only 13 million out right now. So it's pretty comparable to Bitcoin. It's actually even better than ETH for as, as like a SOV prospect. Mm -hmm. um, just because ETH is just as hopium as Aave, <laughs> just less just less supply. Um, but uh, Aave could go. I mean, it's so funny. My friend was like 10K Aave, 20K Aave. And I was like, I'm down, but I'm like yeah. one to 3K maybe. Uh, and then like SNX, I don't know, 60 to $100 maybe. If it does more than that, then it's great. Uh, I heard sure. some crazy guy say 2192. And I'm like, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't like those crazy extreme price, price targets. It's almost better to set a reasonable one and then it breaks it and you're just like amazing like way more than i expected i mean personally um i don't know how you do it i mean but also you've had way more years of experience i am like i just try to set it reasonable so i don't get disappointed <laughs> personally 
Um, I know you just do more of a measured move, like actual systematic thing. I'm just kind of like, I don't know, seems reasonable to go over. Like there's been, there's been, uh, this is, I know we need to wrap it up, but this is like the last thing. There's this really interesting thing called Benford's law. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it's normally used for accounting, uh, to catch accounting fraud. Um, but it's basically the theory that, you know, numbers go from one to 10 and 10 to a hundred. And this is kind of true. I mean, I've been like looking at it investing and, and it, it warrants an actual systematic study. Um, but it is true, you know, once it gets past 10, it's, I mean, it sounds dumb, but it's more likely it's going to try to go to a hundred, you know? Well, I'm, I'm on, I'm on board with a hundred. Um, I, I think, uh, it has, you know, I did a, I did a, a bar by bar, uh, review of Bitcoin since inception and it moves in, you know, that way from zero to a hundred, 100 to a thousand, a thousand to, uh, to 10, well, 20. Um, but ultimately what it did is it, you know, it overshot each time, but then you found a, you found a bar or, or a level. And if we were to go back and look at the last couple of years on Bitcoin, 10,000 was, uh, it spent more time right around 10,000, certainly than it did 20,000. That's for sure. Uh, and, and certainly more time than it did down near 3000 or 4,000. So, um, it kind of, even though price, you know, that, that order of 10 or, or whatever it is, uh, would say we overshoot to 200,000, which is kind of how I came to that 200,000 price target. Uh, and then we fall back into the 10 area, you know, 30, 60, 120, you know, like all around, but you look back a couple of years and you say, yeah, hundred was pretty much that line in the sand. And so ultimately like, uh, qualitatively or or just like you know back of the envelope 100 is the 100k on bitcoin is the the thing and and the same would go for uh ethereum where we would be at at 13 14,000 um not not 1700 so yeah i mean you know hopefully they work out their uh their supply thing i mean they're going to burn some eth it's the question of how much are they going to burn yep. um at the end of the day but i mean yeah you know that i think i think we've given people kind of a good expectation a little, little bit of a backdrop of you know what's going on right now and yeah. you know reach out on twitter and if you have any questions uh happy to answer um that's and I'm that's twitter.com at uh, uh at crypto derrick z i believe let's, let me z. let me triple check my my at yes at crypto derek z um you know i am a real person you know if there are any uh traditional finance people that you know have some questions i'm happy to answer uh, i talked to a number of people in the group now um and honestly like you know learn a lot from them and also a plug for the group come join the group there's a lot to learn there um, if you're struggling to find direction, I'll give you the, the last thing is, Hey, um, when I started in Chris's group, believe it or not, I was, I was just head deep in macro world. I don't know why, how I got there. Cause I was a crypto person to start with. And nine months later, I'm, I've been profitable for about six months now. Uh, and you know, on my way to, you know, doing this more full time by the end of the year, I would say so. 
Outstanding. You know, good, good plug. Uh, recommend if you just need some solid ground. Uh, very much recommended. Thanks, sir. Thanks, sir. Pollinatrain.com slash lab. That's what that is. <laughs> um, well, it was good, good chatting with you, Aaron. Um, do pollinate.com or pollinatrading.com slash uh, how to crypto or how to DeFi uh, is the article uh, or just go to pollinate and it's in the, the top navigation. Um, take a look at that. Read that article. It's a great, he did a great, great job of like taking you from like, here's how the internet works to, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, here's crypto to here's how you can, uh, you know, like really take advantage of the DeFi stuff. Um, we'll probably do something on, uh, you know, a little bit more complex, continue to push it out. Uh, we'll do this as long as you're uh, interested, Aaron, we'll do, we'll do more, uh, more episodes and, and continue covering, uh, things whenever you're ready, whenever you got an idea, we'll have you on and uh, that's it. I think. Yeah, so, sounds good. Happy Monday, y'all. Hopefully end of the week, we're all super green. <laughs> got some green candles. <laughs> that's right. All right. Take care.